Welcome to the I'll Finish That podcast, where we chat about managing our weight goals and daily life challenges. I'm your host, Lawrence, and today I'm joined by Liza. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. I know we got to connect about a week or so ago through some mutual friends, and we got to share some really interesting stories, and there was no doubt that I was excited to have you come on the show and share your story from it. So thank you for coming on and being willing to share the story. Oh, for sure. I'm so excited. So excited. So we kind of met through a mutual friend and then started talking about a podcast, but then we also started talking about the business ventures that you are. So I always like to ask the guests to give us just a bit of a background on their professional side. Um, And yours goes into a little bit of everything, which is really exciting. So let's hear it. What are you into right now? You know, I really love people and I really love business. So right now I am serving as a COO of a digital agency called Dot Fusion. Uh, and I also have two other brands that I own called Elias, which is a virtual assistance business that originally started as a live assistance, live answer type of thing. So that's where you and I kind of gel. Um, and then I also have Delegate Wisely Consulting, which is really CRM, CRM management. So and then I contract on the side just to keep it interesting because those businesses are running. And as you mentioned, uh, we I also am like co-hosting a few podcasts. <laughs> so I, I'm in a lot of things that I love, right? Which is like, I feel really blessed to be able to do that. And that's the key, right? You gotta, you, uh, they say that when you're growing up that you, you don't want to be stuck in a job where you don't want to go to work every day or do stuff. And I think becoming an entrepreneur and being able to create your job is or your career is what's really exciting and you've done that right you're doing a lot of fun different things it keeps you busy it, it's not it's not doesn't get to say you sit back and just relax the whole time but you're definitely enjoying what you're doing which is i could tell just when we've met the few times like you're a happy person which is exciting <laughs> to see. yeah I, I i'm definitely gonna lean on mindset has a lot to do with it and if you can get your mind aligned with your spirit and then your body kind of just follows I think is a, is a big part of it and once you're clear about that what makes you happy right when once you're clear about what makes you happy and you figure out how to make processes to actually earn an income it's kind of a really magical place kind of like releasing some weight right yeah. when you get into that groove it's, it's kind of the same vibe and so when you're in that all the time it's really clear what is not for you yeah yeah that so that's me profession wise for sure that's exciting. So um, we got to connect through your one of your podcasting, Releasing 100. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that podcast? Wow. Um, so at one point I was 250 pounds, which was for sure I was overweight by at least 100. Mm-hmm. And so instead of losing, because I don't want to find it again, um, it was, you know, release 100. And then I thought, well, what would happen if or when I get to that point. And then the thought was, it's actually about the concepts, the lessons and whatever. And so I was like, for every pound that gets cut, I'm going to throw something up there and then see what happens afterwards. Uh, So that's where that concept started. It's such an interesting way to think about it because you're right. When you lose something, you're trying to find it afterwards. Right. And we do always talk about it as like, Hey, we're trying to lose weight. We're trying to lose weight. And one of the reasons why I was on your podcast was about the maintaining part of it. Cause it had been two years since I lost the weight. And it's something that 
is not talked about when you're starting to try to lose weight or gain weight for that fact, because it goes both ways, that the hardest part probably isn't so much gaining or losing it. It's once you do it, it's keeping it to a point where you're happy with it. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I like that terminology for sure. Yeah. So congratulations um, again for maintaining, because that is, you know, I, I think there is a percentage out there that shows that people do gain it back. Well, I think when it comes down to specifically when you're seeing like these diet supplements and different build, different fad diets are coming out, a lot of them will work. It's just you have to figure out what's sustainable for you and what you're going to come through with. It's it's not as quick as just dropping it off and going from there. So that's awesome. You you, you got on the scale. You said, hey, I got to lose 100 pounds. You set your goal at 100 pounds from that standpoint. Um what was the process? So what did you start doing? Was there a diet? Was it exercise? Talk to me through about your plan. Um, it has been an ongoing journey, like up and down, up and down. If I were to show you my chart, it's like literally like this on an up climb. Uh, this final round that started at the beginning of last year, um, I followed a program called Brightline Eating. And it's, you know, there are four lines. You weigh and measure your food. There's no flour and sugar. You write all your food down and you eat only what you commit to eating. Um, they do say up front that it is not nutritionally balanced. Um, and so I started noticing some stuff and looked for other solutions to uh, sort of get balanced. But that was the bulk of my weight loss last year. So it sounds sure. kind of like a keto-ish it was no carbs no sugar kind of style diet um so keto yeah i will say no but it's no flour no sugar so you can have carbs like in the form of like potatoes i don't know if on keto you're allowed to do that um and it's weight and measured like it's four ounces and whatever so the weight comes off super super fast i think and then you get into a plateau my only challenge was really um, once I, I think at some point you start to like lose your hair and your skin starts to sag. We talked about that before. Um, so just a bunch of those kind of things, but you know, if you did that, well, when I did it, let me rephrase when I did it for a hundred days straight, um, I saw significant results. So you saw the results in the weight and on the scale, more specifically, mm-hmm. were you seeing it in your body at the same time? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I literally, I think I dropped two clothing sizes nice. Um, and everyone was commenting. I mean, even in the midst of COVID when people see you and they haven't seen you for a long time, if there's been a drastic change, they're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. Right. Well, so you say now saying that and because of covid you ran in people some people don't even recognize me sometimes because i'm wearing a mask then i start talking to them they're like lawrence it's like yeah <laughs> I can't even see my face <laughs> that i mean it's a good thing when that happens to my to me when i hear that but yeah so you started with this diet and then you said you noticed some nutritional so what was it that your body was lacking or did you find out your body was lacking you know what? I don't even really know what I, what I can tell you is um, while there were tremendous health benefits because I had tested positive for celiac. So cutting out the flour definitely helped. Um, my hair started to fall out or like it was thinning. And again, my skin has never really 
okay, age is definitely part of this equation. However, my skin has always historically rebounded very well. Outside of that, I really didn't feel anything. I think what kicked in also was like, this is not sustainable, eating this amount of food forever. Maybe that's my mind playing tricks on me, but. I don't think it is. I think everybody's body's obviously a little bit different. You have to figure out what your body needs to fuel it. And um, it's basically how I ran my diet with a calorie deficit diet. Right. If you are just starving yourself so much to the point where your body doesn't, your body will learn what it can do with the fuel that you're giving it. So it becomes a lot more challenging from that aspect. And it's no different than when I talk to people who are on keto or more importantly, when I see a lot of people who failed on keto is they are not able to maintain that lifestyle and it truly becomes a lifestyle. So when I talk to people about dieting and they talk about intermittent fasting and all these different types of diets that are out there, keto and intermittent fasting being the two big ones, it's just, are you okay with that making it your lifestyle? Because you, it's not like all of a sudden you can go on keto for a year and then drop a hundred pounds and be like, yeah, I'm going to eat pizza and rice and fries. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that because right. your body will take that carbs and you'll be like, Nope, I'm going to store this to use it for later. So at least when I talk to people about a calorie deficit side, you're never cutting anything out. Obviously in your case, it kind of helped with the celiac because if finding that out, it's huge. It's going to make a big difference. Yeah. But if you can, teach your body and you're training your body to get what amount of food it needs to fuel it, you're going to see much more success after the fact. Right. The other thing that was also um, not sitting well with me was it was no exercise on bright line eating. Like and not exercise. Yeah. Like they say not to exercise in the beginning and then you can add in exercise at like a, whenever you get to a certain point and then you add in, you know, like an extra something to, to compensate for that, that at some point I wanted to move, right? Like <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to start moving and that was like, whoa, I'm, I'm going to start moving and I'm not going to increase my intake. Didn't seem right to me. And my past life I had worked out and I was into protein shakes and I knew like after you worked out, you needed to like, you know, fuel up on the protein and it just, it wasn't balanced for that. And so I, I did end up putting on a little bit of the weight that I lost, maybe like 10 pounds just to get the skin thing under control and like just to um, add in more fruits and like nutritionally dense foods. Um, and now after our podcast, I'm actually loading up the MyFitnessPal with my current stuff Love it. Um, to, to start, you know, looking at, you know, my calories, carbs, protein, fat, I guess you call those macros. Um, so going down that road, because I know that people who are older than me are able to, um, release the weight or transform their bodies without having the skin issue. If if they're following the nutrition and the exercise, which is like, I think what you were talking about before, right? Yeah. Like, so I definitely experienced and uh, and still have is a lot of loose skin, right? Like, I think it's inevitable when we talk about the way our skin works, it's an elastic. And once you stretch it out, it, it wants to stay there. It's hard for it to contract. So they say, and doing research on it, is that's why you kind of want to go slower to give your body the time to react with it. I, I don't think it's ever going to be possible to stop it, especially as you, they say with age, as you get older, it gets yeah. tougher and it just happens naturally. But again, it was one of my biggest 
lessons learned that when I talked to somebody else is like, I was losing, losing close to 10 pounds a month. Right. And wow. like a lot and some months was higher and that's normal for when you start losing weight that you're going to drop a lot of weight quick. Right. Usually a lot of water weight that your body's holding on to. Um, but it's funny that you talked about the no exercise and the bright line diet, because that's something I wish I actually started doing. Cause I lost a lot of muscle through this because your body your body's going to decide what it needs for you. You got to tell your body what it needs. And, and if you're not active, your body's going to say, well, I don't need the muscle. Get rid of the muscle. Right. right? And so I, it's automatically going to say, I can save that fat for later when you're starving me. Cause I'll use that and go for it. I need to yeah. waste more energy to use my muscle. So I'm just going to get rid of the muscle and I'll keep the fat. And I yeah. noticed a huge difference in that. Like there was, I, when I got down to my lowest, which was about 190 last summer. Wow. It was, I was kind of like just skinny. Like I wasn't, I didn't have any definition to me. Then gained a little bit of weight back throughout the winter and then started dropping it down again. And, and, but I lifted this whole time. Like I was lifting weights and staying active, walking and, and doing stuff like that. And I don't think yeah. necessarily you have to become a bodybuilder. Um, but, and that's not where I'm going. I'm just, lifting to make sure my body understands nope i still need that muscle right so i need that muscle because he's using it then i'm gonna have to go after the fat and go from that standpoint so yeah i think it's it's interesting to hear a diet saying no exercise that's different to me but it also could be going towards a clientele of people that just don't want to exercise so here's a way to help you lose some weight if you don't have any intentions of working out Okay, so I'm not going to say it's absolutely no exercise. I want to be clear about that because I don't want to misrepresent the program. However, I think it's a psychology, like it's a psychological thing because it's dealing with the addiction of food. Well, okay. Uh, or dealing with the food and sugar. So it's like get rid of it and all of your energy, willpower is um, used towards creating automaticity is what they call it right like where you're eating the same or you're eating you're you're getting used to like what you said three meals a day that are like again that's the other thing every other thing I was looking at was like you got to boost your metabolism five to six meals a day and you know there's just so much conflicting information so I stuck with it until I felt like it was no longer serving me the way that I knew my body needed it needed to change because it was not sustainable Mm I know at one point I was like, oh, this is totally sustainable. But then when I started to see the other results, I was like, not sustainable. I need to add in um, more nutrition and I definitely need to, and I think you nailed it, maintain my muscle. Yeah. Right? So I'm excited for this this next part. No, I think I think you'll see when you're going through it that it's from an addiction side, I totally get it. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. I was when I, before trying to lose weight, right. Like I would, I'd see McDonald's and I'd just pull over. I probably wasn't hungry, but I saw it yeah. and I just said, Ooh, that will be good right now. And it wasn't just one thing. I'd end up getting three things and you eat. And I think we talked about it on your podcast. It's about yeah. what you actually need to eat. So the nice part that I found with using my fitness files, I basically got to eat whatever I wanted. I just gamified it and said, you know what, stay within my calories. So Sometimes it's kind of like a little intermittent fasting because if you decided to go eat pizza, you've eaten all your calories and I've done that yeah. before and you're kind of done for the day, but your body <laughs> will quickly, quickly adapt to the fact that, hey, this is all the calories I'm getting 
for the day. Let's use it and use it wisely. And you could eat a huge lunch and not eat for the rest of the day. And your body's going to be okay with it because it's using the fuel and energy that it has. So that's exciting. So when you did stop that and you did started adding exercise, what was the, the workout routines or anything like that? Like, so great question. I started off with walks. Like I had always been walking, then it was like, let's do hills. And then in the summer, we had, again, this amazing opportunity to be by the lake. So every day, I would do my meditation, like you get into this automatic routine, right? You have your meditation, you go for your walk. And then I added in swimming. Um, I hear swimming's amazing. It leans you out. It's like, low impact on the joints. Um, and it's like cardio, like it's full body. Right. right. So then I got a rower, but then I was sitting all the time. So I was like, this isn't going to work for me. Um, and now I'm doing my own body weight resistance training to get started and we'll see if I need to pick up a little bit of weight, but I think I have enough on me right now that it would, yeah, it'll be a fair trade. Well, I know. So when you say body weight, are you talking like hit exercises, like high interval? Or high um, not exactly. Like squats, wall squats. I'm using rubber bands, that kind of thing. Right. Exercise balls. So just like my own body weight exercise. And did you go source these this workout somewhere? Or did you just? Oh gosh, you know, like everyone who's been on this yo-yo thing has like a bookshelf of like resources that they never really activated. So, um. I did hire with this one strong bikini mom, mommy, maybe. Um, And she was like working out with me. It was really more about uh, after I had my daughter, it's a thing called diastasis recti where your like abs are not together. And so there's like certain core. And I knew that was the case with me because I had an emergency C-section. So I did reach out to her to heal the core part in. And now um, I have a 45 minute, um, when you want to build your core yoga routine. So just like really incorporating the mindfulness, the grounding, the, the weight bearing, you know, resistance training just to, that's a big part of my day now. Like with all the work and stuff, it's like, that's a self-care is like legit three to four hours a day between food prep, getting ready, you know, anything self-care related. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a full-time job that you have to hack into a part-time job. Well, I think you, you hit it on the nails. You have to make sure you're giving time for yourself. No matter how busy your life is and job is, is we we like to come up with excuses for ourselves. And I've definitely done it. I think it's just a creatures of habits. And it's no different. When you look at successful people, whether it's with money, whether it's with sports, whether it's with, with weightlifting, no matter what it is, they're successful because they put their mind towards it and they got it done. They're not... Not very rarely, it does happen. People get handed stuff. People get handed really good genetics. People get handed money. But for the most part, all those guys are working. And even if they did get handed something, they continue to do those things that make them successful, right? So that's exciting to hear that you you have your routine. And I'm actually a little bit more excited to learn more about that. I don't know if you have the intel about the stomach, about the abs not going through. So how does that happen in a, in a female that their abs end up not? reattaching is that how you kind of said it yeah so like during your pregnancy and the more children you have your abs sort of like separate from the middle and there's specific exercises and a breathing technique that you have to use to 
draw them back together and repair that. So I didn't know it for a long time. And so I was like, why can't I get rid of this pouch? Even when I was like in better shape. So knowing, knowing, uh, knowing that it existed and that people in my circle were actually learning about it and getting certified in it. I was like, one day when I'm there, I'm definitely going to uh, reach out to them. So I knew when I was ready to start working out that uh, it was going to be one of them. There were two of them that were doing it uh, that I was going to reach out to. And that's been my last investment in a, an official program. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I will again, right now I'm going to take your advice. I'm I'm re up or you know re engaging with my fitness pal, and I'm going to plug in my goals and and see if I can get a better nutritionally, like just a better plan for me. Yeah, totally. No, I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like that you're able to share that story about that because I guarantee you, there's a lot of women out there that don't know that. Like, I'm going to go. I'm I'm in ho I'm home right now recording this. I'm going to go upstairs and ask my wife if she even knew that because I bet you it's something that they don't really teach everybody about it and. I had my sister on a couple podcasts ago and she was kind of talking about her postpartum depression and stuff like that throughout it that she suffered with. And again, it's something that they don't totally talk about enough, I think. And obviously women being something that's at the center to deal with a little bit more than men, obviously, maybe not so much now is body shaming and the way that your body's supposed to look and it's out there. How many women don't know about that? And and I'm sorry, what was the work of moms in bikinis or um so her her handle, I'm just looking it up right now. It is the strong bikini mom. The strong bikini mom. I, I yeah, think strong bikini mom. And on Instagram, she's at strong bikini mom and um on Facebook, strong bikini mom. So yeah, I met her through the Strong Girls program that I, I signed up for back in 2014 mm -hmm. that, like, I I paid for the program, did it for two weeks, and then, like, just didn't follow it. I paid for it again. Like, there was definitely something in the mindset, and that was one of the things that I also considered, like, maybe in the future I would – um you know, revisit. I mean, you're a lifetime member once you're in there. And it's just inspiring to see these women who incorporate weight training and nutrition. And that's how they were able to, um, I guess, deal with the loose skin issue and stay nutritionally balanced. But there was definitely something with the BLE programming and just like simplifying it and only doing this to get over that really supported my personality. Yeah. And that's why I never knock diets because I think everybody has to find what works for them. And, and like you said, for yourself, it, it helped you overcome your addiction with the food because it forced you to get used to that portion. And now when you do do something like a, a calorie deficit diet, you're not going to be shocking your system so much to where all of a sudden you went from having 4,000 calories down to 1600 calories, your body's going to be like, okay. And now that you're doing the conscious effort of putting in better nutritional focus on it when it comes to what type of protein and carbs and, and different things like that into your body, you're going to see a better lift in your mindset. That's one of the biggest things that I saw just from a, a mental aspect. Like I felt good. My body was getting the fuel that it needed. And again, we talked about it before. For me, it was funny enough is I wasn't getting enough protein while eating meat. All of a sudden I stopped eating meat. Now I'm watching all the protein I'm getting and now I'm getting the perfect amount, if not too much heavy protein so that I can help build a little bit more muscle. So it worked out in my favor 
by yeah. far, which is really, really exciting. It is exciting. I think this whole, you know, one of the concepts that I really took away from BLE was that it's like, it's constant research, right? So it's never really the end. You don't actually really get there. It's like, if once you get to your goal weight, your age might change and your body changes a little bit or, you know, a different stressor, air quotes, um, enters your life and you have to figure out how to balance that into your everyday life. And so really it was freeing from a mental perspective in a lot of ways, just because they gave you permission to only eat three meals a day, um, really anchor with other people who are in the same boat as you. And I know a lot of people who still stick to that way of eating and, and they're able to maintain their weight and they're happy. And, and going right back to the very beginning when we started, it's like, if your mind is right, like everything else is going to flow. Totally. And I think with all the guests that I've had on so far, um, they've all said the same thing is that their mindset had to get to that point. And I look back at my own story. I, I knew I had to lose weight all those times. I just didn't care. It just wasn't something that was, I wanted to do. I got the gym membership every now and then and I'd go for a little bit and then I'd stop. And it just, my mindset wasn't into a point where I was ready to lock in to do it. And again, it goes back to everything you do in life, whether it's work or personal, if your mindset has to be ready and you have to be willing to make the commitment to go through with it. And and that's tough for a lot of people. And it's easier said than done. And you, you found something that worked for you. So it worked. And that's what I always say is that you got to find what you're going to be happy doing and and competitive with and going with, and you'll be successful. That's why a lot of people enjoy the intermittent fasting because it kind of gives them that window, but you'll find that you you're doing really good with the, the calorie deficit diet. There'll be days where you can go a whole week following your, your calorie, your calorie number. And then all of a sudden you'll have a day where you're out with your family. You can overeat that day. Right. It's, it's the fact that you don't overeat every single day after that. Yeah. 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 Like I go out with my kids and my wife and we'll go out for dinner at a pizza place and I'll eat pizza. Like I know I've gone over my calories. I can feel it. Your body naturally feels it. Yeah. But now I'm at a point where I, I can tell myself like, yeah, it's okay. Tomorrow I get back on it and I go. Now, if I do the same thing tomorrow and I do the same thing afterwards, then it becomes a habit and you've busted that and you really have to focus back in. And that's where I think the accountability partner really comes into play because they'll help you with that. Like I have friends that I text all the time and I'm like, Oh my God, I just ate a whole pizza. And they're like, it's all good. You're, you'll be okay. So when going through that, when I hear about this bikini mom, that's why it really intrigues me because it's another mom that's going through this. And and I think it's exciting that she's bringing up a thing that most women would probably think it's just, I, I hear it all the time. Oh, I can't fix this. I can't do this because it's just, I had a baby and that's cool. Like I get it. It was yeah. a stressful situation that your body yeah. went through. Yeah. But if this, this lady that's coming through with the strong bikini mom, it sounds like there's, there is help. There is help. And I think mm-hmm. that's the other thing, um, you know, where, where you kick off with your career, I will find the answer. Like that's part of my role is like to figure stuff out and find the answer. And, um, and then just from a universal perspective, we attract what you think about. And so in my circles, they just naturally started talking about it. And I earmarked it for like, when I'm ready, I'm going to reach out to one of them. Right. And so, yeah, awareness is key. And I think this is why it's so cool you and I connected because it just speaks to that even, right? We're two people 
don't really know one another, have one degree, they're one degree apart and they connect and all of a sudden it's like, I got somebody that like likes podcasts, who's also, who's showing me that it's possible to maintain and is like in similar lines of business and like we're in the same province. So we're suffering through the same kind of things right now and, and we're still making it right. Like that is the whole idea of humanity. And I, and I love it. Like, so people first is like processes for work later and then, you know, the money will come um, is kind of the thing, but I love what you're doing here because, you know, I, I wanted to ask, like, I'll finish that. What is, what is that about? So the name came from you having kids. I gained a ton of weight <gasps> my kids. So we would go out to restaurants or we would be eating at home. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't finish their food. So what uh-huh. would I do? I'll sit there and I'll finish it. I'll pick at their food and I'll finish. And that was my eating habit. So the I'll finish that is talking about, hey, I'll finish the food. No problem. I'm going to eat it off. And I and that was my biggest addiction to overcome was seafood, eat food. If right. it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different than you get, uh, like I, I love popcorn. Like throughout the yeah. pandemic, we've ordered popcorn many times from the movie theater. You order popcorn from the movie oh, theater all the time. How okay. do you do? I don't. <laughs> Uber Eats. I love. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn is probably my favorite thing. Like when I go to Disney, like it's popcorn that I want when I go to everything. But so I'd get a large bag and I'd just sit there and I'd eat it. And when you think about it, like that's a, that's over a thousand calories just eating movie theater popcorn like that. Yeah. But whereas if you go and you take it, you measure it out, and you put it off to the side. Once you're done, you realize you're done. Right. Right. Like it's, yeah. I, I believe it's obviously to do with the saltiness, right? It's like chips. Like when you have saltiness, you want more because it's, it's your body saying, nope, give it to me. I want more. I'm dehydrated. Give me something more. Yeah. But I, you quickly learn to realize that that's what it is, is that there's the food in front of you. So I'll finish that was I'm going to finish my kids food. I Can love it. Fries, I'm going to eat your fries. So literally now it's at the point where we go to restaurants where I throw my napkin on my plate when I know I'm done and I'll make sure when the kids are done, I throw napkins on theirs and I nicely, obviously not rudely. I'll ask the waiter or waitress to take away the the plate as possible just so they're gone. And, and that was just my own little, little addiction that I had was that part of it. And I was able to kick it, but it's still there, right? Like if I have a bag of popcorn, the whole bag is going to go. Yeah. So, so thank, but thankfully you have to like order it through Uber Eats. I did not know that. So thank you for sharing something about that. And you're right. This whole concept of like finishing food was one of the other things also that I learned in BLE. Like I'm not a human garbage can. Mm-hmm. And yes, food is going to go to waste. Like um, being a first generation immigrant, my parents were like, you're not wasting food. We have family in the Philippines that don't have money to eat. And I'm like, Okay, but that's not a healthy, that's not a healthy come from. That's like a very scarcity based thought. And so now I also don't overcook. Yeah. And I think, like, I was brought up that way too, like, where it's like, hey, don't waste food, don't waste food. Yeah. The difference now is when we, when I, I can remember going to restaurants when I was a kid, the portion uh-huh. sizes were never as big as they are now. Yeah. Right? That's and a huge one. Uh-huh. When you're cooking at home, like you never overcooked because you didn't get this big bag of potatoes. Like it was right down. So like the food probably wasn't as much. So it was okay back then. And, and I hate to say it, we were also more active. Like we would run, we, I'd yep. go outside all day. So it didn't really matter. I was burning it off. Whereas now 
too many of us are at home too much. So you're not yeah. often, but I agree. We're, that's a good way of putting it. We're not human garbage cans. We can't We're just not force feed human garbage cans. So it's good. It's a good one to put it from that side. So no, but that's awesome. And I think your story is fantastic. So I'm excited to follow you and, and hear where you're going to go for my fitness and stuff. But what's your piece of advice for somebody that's about to start their journey is currently through their journey now? Be kind to yourself. Like, really be kind to yourself. I think that negative self-talk or the self-deprecation is the number one enemy to happiness and mindset, right? So um, remind, like, if you have to talk to yourself in the third person, if you have to talk to yourself like you're talking to your friend, um, that's probably my biggest piece just overall, like just in life in general. Okay. <laughs> it's like, um, but when it comes to, you know, cause you might be starting and this might be your first run, you might be starting and this is your like 50th run in 10 years. Cause you're just constantly on a day one. Well, what if every day is a day one and you're just nice to yourself? You might be able to string a hundred of those together. Totally. Right. So, um, yeah, that would be my my first number one piece of advice. How about you? What's yours? Ah, that, I haven't been asked that yet. That's kind of funny you spun that on me. I my piece of advice would be to be open about it and to be okay with sharing what's going on in your world and your life and why you're trying to achieve your goal and what your goal is. Because I think accountability is huge, and a lot of people don't want to be let down. And I know it's scary to put it out there. And I'm not saying you have to go on social media and say, Hey, I'm trying to lose weight, but kind of like you just said, talk to somebody, right? Let a friend know this is what you're trying to do. Um, there's going to be negativity. There's going to be people that are going to tell you, Oh no, that's bad. That's good. Or yeah. no, you can't do that. Um, but find those people that are going to support you positively and use them when you are having a bad day to talk to them through it. And and know that you're doing this for yourself. And in the end, it's possible. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for putting this together and um, showing people that it's possible to maintain. Yeah. Because we're not, I'm not there. And so for me, this is, this is the gift that you've given me is like, this is what it looks like two years later. Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy that yeah. we were able to connect. So if somebody wants to reach out to you to share some stories, or maybe they have some questions regarding some stuff that you're doing, where can they reach out to you? Uh, the easiest probably through Instagram at releasing 100. So it's R-E-A-R-E, well, releasing and then the number 100 right. um, is the easiest. Otherwise, my name is on Google me. I mean, <laughs> every business every business is there yeah my google my insta's private for like friends and family kind yeah. of thing um the weight loss stuff is really i, I parked it because you know like people have seen you try so many times i just didn't want to have any of that kind of energy yeah. on it and just said this is what i'm doing and if people want to know they can find me there there you go so they can find you there so that's awesome cool so Again, thank you so much for joining me. Really do appreciate it. And thank you to all those that are listening to the I'll Finish That podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, let's get it out there and support others during their journey. You can reach out to myself on Instagram or Twitter at, at coach underscore Elvira. 
Please follow, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you're not alone. You can do it, and you're more powerful than you could ever imagine. Stay fit and have fun. Bye.